0: Bitch, you need to hear this. hello hello and welcome to the bitchiest podcast in all of the land bitch you need to hear this and i am your bitchiest host katie p and i am so excited for another week of hosting a lovely lady and her lovely story um like i said you guys i was bringing you on the latter half of season two less me more stories um you know Sprinkling me in there. I think there's a BU series episode coming up where it's just going to be me soloing it out. But I love when I get the opportunity to bring a woman on to share her story, to share what she's learned from it, how she's been resilient. And, you know, all the women that I have on this show are real everyday women. You know, there's like, they're not, you know, living these crazy lives or living lives just like you and me. Um, And our guest is no different today. So today I have Carolyn. And Carolyn is going to be sharing her story about her relationship being stalked um, and just kind of everything that came with her experience of leaving a toxic relationship of you know, experiencing stalking and the trauma from that. Um, and then you know we'll just kind of talk a little bit about what she's been up to since that experience. Carolyn herself is a social worker, so she works in the field of mental health. Um, so obviously there could potentially be triggers when we're talking about Toxic relationships, abusive relationships, stalking. So take extra care of yourself when you're listening to this episode today. But without further ado, let me introduce you all to our lovely guest. Hello, Carolyn.
1: Hello. <laughs>
0: Hi. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh my gosh! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: I am so excited too. Is there anything that you want to add, like about yourself, that the listeners should know that I didn't okay. just cover? I, I was like comprehensive-ish, I guess. So no. You I... Are what you do?
1: How old are you? <laughs> Um, I'm 30. I'm oh my gosh, I'm turning 31 in like a couple of weeks, but oh. I'm still 30. So yeah, love
0: that. Welcome to your 30s. I'm going to turn 30 in like two months, three okay. months, a little under three months. So well,
1: happy early birthday. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, I'm a big birthday girl, and I'm excited for 30. Were you like dreading 30?
1: Um, I was kind of excited for it. Um, This year has kind of been like ups and downs for like every year of my life. But <laughs> overall, I feel like I'm in like the best place I've ever been mentally, probably. So that's cool. Lovely. Um, Yeah, every year you learn, you grow, you know, so nice.
0: love that Le- learning yeah. the lesson. Yeah. So speaking of lessons, you have quite a story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you've said
0: that you've told the story before it's out there. So um if I don't rem- if I don't remember to ask you when I when you tell the story I want to go back to that like where else have you shared the story and how did you come to terms with sharing it because I think there's so much of a stigma with sharing our stories right mm-hmm. and especially when it could implicate another person like you and I were going back and forth before I hit record of like do we say his name do we do a pseudo <laughs> like uh I don't know you know there's There's a lot of risk and stigma with being public with any experience, even if the, you know, experience that happened to you wasn't your fault or like Mm -hmm. you're literally a victim of, you know, stalking and abuse. But like you're still the one that's, you know, burdened with this. Like (laughs) I want to help other people. I want to share my story. I want to heal. Part of sharing your story is very healing.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so healing. I feel like that's what's helped me the most. Um, Yeah. I'm saying So I pretty much like shared my story. I would say like the one time I did it on like a social media platform was for one of my best friends, she's actually a psychologist as well. Nice. And so she was doing this whole Instagram of kind of just different like um, inspirational things, I would say. And she wanted other people to share their stories through the Instagram. So um, I just did it like one summer night. We like hung out and she like asked me all these questions. And it was kind of the same type of thing. I'm just like, what'd you learn? What are the red flags? Like all these things. So yeah. that was the first time I actually like shared it on a platform, I would say. I've shared it with everyone in my life a thousand times and, like, (laughs) every guy I've dated and just um, new people I meet. Like, it just always comes up in story, I guess, and, like, in conversation. All my coworkers know about this. Like, I was – I mean, I shared it in court when I had to go get a PPO. Like, I shared it when we were on Zoom calls with the core of, like, my story when he was, like, right there on Zoom. Like, so things like that, um, mostly in personal – like conversation um but then like one platform of Instagram i guess
0: Hey, so like you shared this on social media, it's in the it's not only in the court of public opinion, but also yeah. in like the actual court system of public. Yeah, opinion. yeah. Um. So you know, whatever you're comfortable sharing, you said you're an open book, so it's not. We're gonna get kind of like the whole meat and potatoes. It sounds like, and I'm pumped. Um. Yeah. You know, I love people that are so open and willing to share their story because I think, well, I know that it's so inspirational to people that don't have that same you know, don't feel as liberated, don't have that same freedom yeah. um, to share their story. So thank you so much for your candidness, your honesty. And I am really excited to hear this tale of yours, this experience, yeah. this life. Well, thank
1: you <laughs> <life> for <laughs> allowing you to have, you know, the platform to do it. I think that's great that you're allowing girls to do this and women to do that so (laughs) thank you all right well let's
0: let's dive right in so like where does this story start like maybe when you started dating him yeah
1: yeah i can kind of give you the rundown because it's a lot of as i was like preparing for this you know i've just i was like rereading diary entries and things like that i was like oh god like this is so much to unpack um so i won't give you like everything because i feel like we could have like a five hour conversation just you and me um (laughs) i'll just give you like the brief tidbits up until like the you know plot twist (laughs) yeah for sure details that everyone wants to hear yeah um but yeah I mean so this is a guy that I knew from friends like it wasn't someone that I met on a dating app like it was very organic and authentic and so you would think it would be something like magical like oh you meet somebody through like we played ultimate frisbee during like our summers and we'd play softball with this like group of guys and it's funny because as I was like also thinking about all this I'm like I never had interest in him like it was like we hung out during the summers and like I had known him for maybe like two years ish prior to us actually dating. So it kind of just started full force, like one kind of month of like love bombing is what I would kind of categorize it as is. So we knew each other. We were friends. Then one day, like he randomly wanted to take me and my other best friend to a basketball game. We go to this basketball game and like, it was just kind of, he swept me off my feet. Like he totally just like made me feel super special. Um, and then from there, kind of try to convince me to date him. I will preface with the whole reason that this is like he was like forcing me to date him is because he had just hooked up with my best friend, like another best friend. So, so OK, wait, Let, yeah. let's slow <laughs> on for a second. Yeah. So,
0: one, can you yeah. give us your definition of love bombing? Because I know we're going to go into like, sounds like we're going to go into how he love bombed you to get him. To yeah.
1: So, like, I don't have the definition like on your hand,
0: personal but, definition okay, not yeah, like the yeah. textbook
1: it was kind of like zero to a hundred of I was just friends with him and then he decided he wanted to date me he wanted me so it was like I'm gonna snapchat you every day making you feel su- super special like you're the most perfect person in this world I'm gonna send you chocolate covered strawberries to be like please go on a date with me I'm going to like leave you little notes, like just little things that made like romantic gestures. Yeah, gestures. Yes. Okay. And then did you know at
0: the time that he had hooked up with your friend or is it something you found out later?
1: No. So that's why like this, is, I was like, oh, do I want to share all of this? Cause it makes me like feel like such a bad person that things that I've had to work on in therapy, things like that. Um, yeah. So I knew that they had hooked up, they'd hooked up a couple times. Um, and things- how does this make you a bad person? I, you know, I'm not someone to, like, take the guy that my friend is hooking up with. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, she's, like, one of my closest Did best friends. Did she like him? Yeah. Yeah, I think she okay. liked him. You know, he was always kind of, like, an ass-ish and, like, okay. had an other ex-girlfriend who, like, that was a whole toxic thing in itself. And so, like, she would tell us, like, yeah, he's always texting or the girl's always texting him and, like, hmm. I don't know. they so yes. he was like, he had a
0: reputation. His reputation saved yes. him. Yes. And your friend, like in him, they weren't a couple or they no. weren't dating. They were hooking no. up, but maybe she wanted to be
1: more. Yeah, with she him was like into it. You know, like he okay. was, yeah, she was, Okay. Yeah. Um, how, how old were you when this was going on? I think it was like 24, 25.
0: Okay. So, yeah. okay. Like six, like, seven years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Early Um, twenties, and is he your age too? I'm just getting the older. Okay, so yeah, he's like around our age. Yeah, yeah. Um, and was your friend upset with you when? (laughs) Oh yeah! Oh
1: my god! Yes. Um, very upset. So. I'll try to, like, make it. Are a- you still work.
0: friends with her, though, now? Oh, she's like, my best friend, yeah. So you're like, listen, sis, you dodged She's the one who did the
1: Instagram of, like. I- oh, my God, wait. Yeah. So she's my, like, like, she's the psychologist that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard. So it came full circle of, like, now looking back on, like, this is, I'm, like, four years removed from, from the situation. It yeah. was, like, such a fucked up thing that, like, he created in our lives, you know? Yeah. like we were just living our lives, having a great time. Like she was like, Oh, a guy I'm going to hook up with. And then like, I was just like, Oh, that's fun for you. And then, Oh, he wants to take me to like a basketball game. I didn't even know like that. It was, you know, intentional. I was just like, Oh, we're like friends. Let's go. And then for him to full force, like drop her and then like pursue me times a thousand. I was like, Whoa, like why is he so interested? Like, yeah, I got time with him finally. Like, is that why? Like I I was just like, Oh my gosh, he must really like me. Meanwhile, oh no, he was, he knew what he was doing. You know, he had a whole issue with his other ex. So like, it was just kind of like took me by surprise that he was like so invested in me and almost couldn't, I couldn't say no to the date, basically. Like I kept trying because I was so like felt bad about it. I'm like, you were hooking up with her. Like, why do you want to date me so bad? You know, but then he was like, no, like, you're just so special. And you're making me feel all these things I've never felt before. Like, so and I had not really been in a serious relationship for a minute. So I was like, Oh, my gosh, like this guy's like giving me all this attention. Like, hell yeah. Like, but also it was kind of like mysterious because I'm like, I, I shouldn't be doing this. You know, it was like, I don't know. It, so
0: there's like the val. You're getting this validation from the love bombing. There's like a TikTok or a reel that's like when they talk about love bombing, and it's like, you know, obviously like someone's gonna fall in love with me and like knowing me for like one day, like I'm amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm so that person too. Like I'm like everyone falls in love. with
0: me. <laughs> That's literally also me. Um, it's got me into trouble. Um, also, yeah. but so and you were. It sounds like to me like just picking up non like uh, not what you haven't said reading between the lines is that it sounds like part of how you justified it at the time was like your friend really wasn't that serious with him and he wasn't that into her and it was like he was very into you yes and so
1: I'm like oh this is something you You know like I'm like oh this could be like a real relationship and especially like I've just never been I guess like I yeah treated that way like i've had yeah. good relationships before that but not to that extent of like oh my gosh like you're it you know so right right, right it's right. a whole cycle of fucking abuse because that's what they do and then it's like all this like tearing you down and then building you back up again and it, it was that they forever yeah they draw yeah. you in. so he draws so,
0: you in so and basically, you,
1: yeah, more your friend
0: he was pissed off but obviously you guys were covered we
1: worked through that and that yeah so that was the whole thing so then, you know, the relationship starts and it was all great. Um, And then it just like turned bad, like how every toxic relationship does. Like quickly. Yeah. Usually. Oh. Like how quickly into it before oh. it went bad? Oh, like two or three months. Like I, okay. my first diary or journal entry was like, so I think I might be in an abusive relationship, not physical, but emotional. Like I was very in touch with like what was going on and I like knew what was going on, but I was also like, I felt like he made me feel such like a type of way where I was like, it's that addictiveness, you know? Isn't that
0: amazing? Like women in general, I find are so intuitive and so self-aware usually. Like when Mm -hmm. they're in a toxic relationship, you fucking know you're in it. Yeah, And it blows everybody's mind around you. Like, why are you staying in it? If you know it's bad, if you know it's abusive, why are you staying in it? And it's like, you're chasing A feeling you're chasing, and there's so many reasons that we chase that feeling. Whether we need external validation, whether we, you know, had narcissistic, you know, parenting in our past in Mm -hmm. our childhood that Mm -hmm. caused us to recreate these relationships. Right. There's different dynamics that create the same um situation in a toxic
1: relationship. But so many women know it's bad and they say anyway yeah and like one thing too that I I would love like listeners to know too is like I always was the person who was like, I will never get in that type of relationship. Like, I have the most loving parents. Like, my dad is number one dad. You know, like, yeah. So I'm like, I don't. I'm not someone. And I don't want to say daddy issues because, like, you know, that's. But like, I'm not someone who ever thought I'd fall into those patterns. Had abandonment or like yeah. major yeah. discord with a
0: parent. That right. I, I honestly, I'm in the. I have like a similar story. You know? Yeah, like I don't have like like major childhood trauma that like. Right. It was just up.
1: like some guy gave me attention. I was excited. And then he fucking fucked me over. Like my and life. got me into these situations that is like wild to me, where I'm like, "What is my life?" Like people are like, "You need a movie." I'm like, "I'm still waiting." Like honestly, <laughs>
0: people say that to me too. They're like, "Where's your Netflix right. original?" I'm like, "Listen, yeah, where's okay? our book?" Like I'm working, like- on, it. I'm working <laughs> on a book that's gonna get picked up for a Netflix yep, I-, I started
1: a book. Like I like made all my diary entries into like a book. Basically, I don't know I if it's a good, that. book but. Yeah, I'm like, do you want me to just read the book? Maybe that'll be better. I'm like going off on tangents.
0: <laughs> I love this. Okay. So literally like two to three months in, you're literally writing in your diary, yep. I'm in an emotionally abusive yep. relationship. What was he doing to you?
1: Um, little, little things. So it was like, you know, tickling me too much where like he wouldn't stop. So that was like, it was like borderline physical is like how yeah. it's pushing the his therapist. boundaries, pushing the, seeing oh. how far he could get he would always push the boundaries like he would like hide behind a door I'd like come into his house and he would like pop out and like I would be in tears like crying on the ground because he freaked me out so much and he was like why are you upset you know or like just saying like little things to me to make me feel bad about myself like at the time I was a case worker like a case manager and social work and I wasn't making any money and that was another thing he had a lot of money and so like the fact that he would, like, make me feel bad about money and, like, I'd be crying in public because he said one little thing. And I'm like, why am I crying in a bathroom, like, at this beautiful restaurant, like, with my boyfriend? So,
0: Because he would, like, give you shit about, like, not being able to pay oh. the – bill or whatever but just
1: like why don't you want more for yourself I'm like i love what i do i feel like i'm like making a difference in the world and like yeah i only make this much but i have to get licensed still and like i was like very new to my career you know so i'm like yeah. i'm working towards those things like sorry i don't make like six figures but like i'm helping the community what are you doing like
0: yeah <laughs> like mr like, finance
1: guy like fuck off <laughs> yeah so like sweetheart you're supposed to be my sugar daddy yeah exactly (laughs) like oh I you're like flaunting your money but then you make me feel bad about not having money you know so it's just like the twisted shit like that or I mean there was one day that like he forced I was a vegan at the time I'm vegetarian now but like he forced me to eat chicken like he forced to like read my diary like just little like the boundary thing like he was just like how far can I go like it got to the point where like we'd get intimate, but like, I didn't like want to have sex or whatever. And he was like, come on, please, please, please. And I'd say, no, 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 no. 20 fucking times. And then he'd still do it. You know, he'd he'd get right on in there. And I'm just like, whoa, like, and then I mean, I, I hate to say that that was rape, but like, that's like a form of I mean, rape. It's a form of assault, at the <laughs> yeah, minimum. But yeah. If you're
0: saying no and you're not consenting and somebody penetrates you. Yes. Like, yeah, that's rape.
1: Yeah. And so, like, that's another thing that I found out in therapy of like, she was like, you said no how many times and he still did it? Like, that's not okay. And I'm like, but it gets blurred because you're dating this person, you know? So it's, like, things that people don't realize. Well, or you go along with it. Oh, yeah, which I did because like, I'm like, well. Yeah, like, okay.
0: you go along with it. So it's, like, so because I went along with it, does that mean I consented to it? Yeah. It does. The line gets very, very blurry yeah. when So you just have any type of – sexual assault in a relationship
1: yes so it's just like little things i mean that was like build up to that you know that wasn't like two months in that that was happening but uh um, um, but over
0: time he kept pushing the boundaries and seeing how far it went from like yep. tickling yep Till you know like you were like I, I have like panic attacks when i get tickled too long oh so, like, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and yeah like, i swear to like to a point you know what i mean and <laughs> then it built up and like to him literally raping you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that's totally sexual abuse. Yeah.
1: So it was just off and on pretty much. We're like the two months in, and then it was sort of like that summer because that had been like let's say a couple six months. I was like, okay, fuck this. Like I'm I'm not doing this anymore. Like I. Deserve better, so I would break up with him, and then it was like he'd like come back on in, and he'd be like, "No, please, like I'll be better," you know, leaving love notes, like making me feel so special again. Where I was like, "Wow, I miss this high," because like now he's doing like um hot air balloons and shit. Well, not hot air balloons. What was it? Wasn't. It was a um a helicopter ride. That's what it was. I was like, "Am I on the Bachelor?" Like, what the fuck? Like was he, he was taking you on oh, helicopter rides yeah, to try to get me to like date him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. And then like, you know, having this whole setup of like, had this love letter ready for me. Cause I was always like, you don't like express your feelings. Like you don't let me express mine. Like that was another thing. He was always just like, you know, not validating how I'm feeling. So I'd be upset about something that he did. And he's like, you know, they make you feel crazy. Like, it's like, you're, yeah. why are you feeling that way? Like you're actually in the wrong for this. Or like, you know, like it was constantly that mind fuck of like, wait, it's what? Like, it
0: yeah. constant, constant gaslighting. Yeah.
1: Oh, all the time, which I didn't yeah. even know what gaslighting was, you know, until then I was like looking into all this stuff and I'm like, what is going on right now? You know, like I'm in this yeah. relationship. Think I love this person. No, I'm addicted to this person. You know, like you become addicted. It's a drug. Like he was my drug. And even to this day, four years later, like that, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, the drug, even though like, fuck him, yep. like burn in hell. And I don't want anything to do with you. It still yep. is like you think about this person
0: <laughs> 100%. So it's that's bizarre. It's and knowing like your conscious and your your like healed self knows like you don't want that person yeah. back, but like the <laughs> yeah. brain is an amazing entity that does interesting <laughs> things that and that can be one of them is like once you establish a codependent relationship or a depend you know Mm -hmm. an addiction a dependency an unhealthy relation Mm -hmm. with a significant other I mean you can it can take decades years to like (laughs) unwire your brain yeah
1: and I I don't know like if I mean you probably know what this is since you're like in the mental health field but I did EMDR and that like awesome was super helpful like and so I, for those
0: who don't know what EMDR is, oh, I'm going to fuck
1: It's like eye movement. What is EM? Desensitization. processing. reprocessing.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes, And reprocessing. Yes, I always – I think like
1: it's eye something. <laughs>
0: so EMDR is eye movement desensitization reprocessing. Yes. So what that is is um, – Carolyn had like, uh, like they don't put like, they don't put a blindfold on you, but they put images in front of your yeah. eyes and light different lights and different things, and then they, um, the therapist that's trained in EMDR will re-expose you to mm-hmm. certain triggers, yep. um, make you retell and re mm-hmm. the, the the traumatic events, yep. um, and start to reprogram your brain to respond differently when the trauma part of your brain is. Trigger. Yeah. So EMDR has a ton of research uh, surrounding its efficacy. It is highly effective. Um, I've known ch- it. It's good for children. Mm-hmm. It's good for adults. It sounds like woohooey when you're like, the fuck? They put like lights in front of your face. <laughs> sounds really dumb, but um, it is actually like legit. Like, like legit clinically studied, like doc, it's not just like the holistic field doesn't just
1: support
0: it. Like, you know, it's, it's a very medically um, studied intervention that is very effective for trauma. So you went through EMDR. That's amazing.
1: Yes. I tell everyone, anyone who's gone through any traumatic life event, do EMDR. It is worth every penny. Um, because I did kind of everything. Like when I was the first time I tried to break up with him, I like couldn't do it. I was like, I need to do it. I can't do it, whatever. And so I went to Reiki and I like did a Reiki session. And that was like, really like, you know, more of the woo-hoo stuff that people might be yeah. Asking.
0: So for those who don't know what that is, like Reiki is basically the Reiki, that's what it healing. is. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Reiki is like energy healing. So they'll look at your different um chakras. We yeah. have different like energy centers throughout points of our body. They'll find where you have energy blockages or where your chakras mm-hmm. are blocked. And they have like crystals mm-hmm. and um different tools and training to help kind of clear your energy. A lot of people I know, I've done it, a lot of people I know have done it. Also, sing it's praises but yes, it's less empirically studied and more woo y but also effective. Oh, I would yeah. love the holistic yeah, I'm very woo hoo. Uh um, very and so Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of us in the mental health field kind of like go both ways. Yeah. In
1: that I mean, it was so like for people that are like skeptical about it I, all else like it was just the most meditative state I've ever been in which was cool in itself you know so yeah
0: exactly I mean then that's effective no matter what right you're very relaxed you're usually like on a massage table warm um there's like essential oils like at the minimum you're gonna walk away feeling very very chill (laughs) yeah you know so even if you don't believe in the energy piece of it like it's a cool experience um so were you doing Reiki and EMDR like in the process of breaking up and getting back together with him, or was that like after everything had happened?
1: So, the Reiki was um like the last stage of me trying to break up with him. So, like, I'd broken up with him like three different times. And then the last time it just got out of hand, where like I tried dating somebody else in the midst of it. And that's when like the stalking and harassment actually started. And like looking back, I can be like, holy shit, this wasn't just like a tracker. This was like in the works of like he was trying to control every move of mine. So, like, I started dating someone and then he ended up like, blocking that person through my phone, blocking their Instagram, um, reaching out to them via Venmo, being like, you know, like, I don't know, just messaging this person who I'm like, I'm trying to move as on. As you? Huh? As like me? as no. you? No, as himself being like, the Venmo okay. was himself. Like, okay. basically, okay. Being like, why would you want to get involved in this love triangle type of thing? And when I'm like, whoa, like, I was trying to be his friend because we were in the same friend group. So like, it, It was like me trying to stay connected with him in a way of like, okay, we're not together, but I still like would like you in my life because we're all friends. Like we were a big friend group and I'm like, I don't want that to like change. But then he would do these little things of I'm trying to move on. And he's like, oh no, like you can't date someone else. So I'm going to try to fuck that up. So that was like in the midst of it. And so there was a moment where he, I found that all out that like, I was trying to wait for this text with this guy that I was talking to. I never got the text. He ended up reaching out to me over Facebook messenger and was like, Hey, did you block me? Like, what the hell? And I was like, no. no. Anyways. So I found out he was blocked. And so I went to Reiki. I'm going to keep messing that up. <laughs> I went there. because yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I need to get this man, the, you know, my ex or whatever out of my life. And I didn't know okay. how I was like, so like, I couldn't let him go. And I'm like, I will try anything at this point. Like, let the spirits guide me in this because, like, I need all the help. They have you do a cord cutting because I did, I've done a few of those.
0: Oh, there's like energetic cord cuttings where you, like, put like a rope. Like you tie like a string or like a rope to two candles and you like light the candles and you like burn the rope. Okay, well I may have to do that anyways, even
1: though I'm like energetic
0: cords. there are some energy like healers, mediums, whatever that will guide you through a T a T a cord cutting. I was saying T because if you're local, you're in the local Detroit area, the Boston T Oh yeah.
1: I went for um, a tarot card reading.
0: Is in Ferndale and they can assist you with the cord cutting. If you're not local, just Google it. It's like a thing. I've, I have done it. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it didn't like feel different, but it, you know what the f- like you said like I'll do anything yeah. to get this motherfucker's energy like away from me, right right I'll do any, I'll do some weird woohoo oh. stuff I was
1: hugging trees I was standing outside with my bare feet like in the ground, ground <laughs> <laughs> I was like and I still I'm a tree hugger there's like trees behind me if you can tell um, yeah <laughs> but yeah so anyways I did the Reiki session and that was the main thing that helped me block him so okay. I had like broken up with him and stuff but I had never blocked him fully because that like mm-hmm. for some reason like scared me I'm like I don't want to block him you know like he's still part of my mm-hmm. life and like I love him and you know blah 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 like I wanted to make it like I don't like just blocking someone because I'm like okay then they're out of my life and they're like dead to me and I've already gone through enough deaths in my life I don't want another one like I, like, yeah. you know and so I but I ended up blocking him and that's when shit got real so, okay. so like just to
0: slow us down a little bit yes you guys dated for a year and a half awesome okay off and on so you broke up with him three times total three or four i couldn't even tell you three or four the first couple he would like love bomb you and manipulate you and kind of pull you back in yeah so after the third or fourth the final time when you did your reiki and you know we're feeling and we're seeing someone else yes and you were like okay i'm seeing someone i also energetically feel ready for this you blocked him. Yes. Okay. And then what happened?
1: Yes. So then, um, the like day that I blocked him. So my best friend who I was living with at the time, still like, she didn't block him or anything because no one really knew that I was blocking him. I like went to this Reiki session. No one really knew. I came home and all of a sudden my best friend was like, dude, like, I don't know if I should say the same, but Dan keeps blowing up my phone. Like what's going on? Yeah. Like tell Carolyn, unblock me, do this, blah, blah, blah. Like what the hell? Why isn't she responding? Blah, 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 blah. So then it turned into, he, she was like fighting my battle and was like, leave her the fuck alone. Like she does not want anything to do with you. Like fuck off. And then he tried to be like, I just want to make sure she's not like moping around and sad. Like, I don't know why she needs to block me, blah, blah, blah. Like just making me feel like shit again. You know, like yeah. when I'm like, I'm trying to get away from you. Like, please leave me alone. Um, so the like timeline is very fuzzy, but basically after I had blocked him, it was like, I didn't really hear from him for a minute, like after he like talked to my best friend, then he like let it be. But then little things would happen where like his roommate, who I was like friends with at the time was like, can I come um, park at your house? Because I lived right down, down Ferndale, like. Which is like a fun little city, you know, with Boston Tea Room. Um, so, <laughs> so everyone would want to park at my house because it was like you could walk to like Imperial and Embrew and like all these places. Like my next door oh, neighbor yes. was a boss. And the parking is a bitch down there. Yeah. So if you so know, like,
0: we have a connection.
1: Yeah. Like, and that kind of is yeah. also like, I guess, a big factor is that I lived right downtown where everything was happening. So he was around, you know, because he's downtown Ferndale. And like, oh, I just so happened to live right there. So. His roommate had parked there and my dumb ass not realizing, oh, I probably shouldn't let his roommate park here because, oh, guess what? He's with him. You know, he just didn't tell me that detail. So then I'm like coming back from the bar. And, like, he's there. And I'm, like, what are you doing here? Like, and he's, like, well, you know, the car's here, Bill. But I'm, like, what the fuck?
0: Like, I walked. Like, was you. What do you mean he was he there? Like, was he just, like, was he getting in his roommate's car to leave? Or was he, like, loitering? Like, what do you so mean he was there? So, it
1: was, so, what actually happened was I walked by him. I'm assuming you're familiar with Ferndale. Um, yeah. I was at Como's. I walked by Danny's, the bar, which is, like, an out, there's, yep. like, a little outside area. And he's right. right next door to Como's. So, like, for
0: people that don't know Ferndale, these restaurants and bars are on a very busy road yeah. that you talking about and then I'm assuming you used to live like on like the side streets yep. behind where there's a lot of residential yes. yep. homes okay so you walked from Como's to to my house
1: um, and he's home yeah so as I'm walking by one of the bars I look over and he's there and I'm like are you fucking kidding me like I'm trying to get rid of this guy he's showing up everywhere that I am which he's so smart he knew like what I did like you know he knew my routine of like my gym he'd like leave little love notes at my gym when I was like at my class, like I'd come out and he'd have like a love note on my car because he would like call and be like, hey, my girlfriend, we were not boyfriend girlfriend, my girlfriend's in class right now, I wanted to leave her like something on her car to like make her feel special and they tell him and I'm like, that's fucked up, like you do not just tell someone who calls like, oh yeah, she's in class right now, blah, 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 like, you know, so that so like
0: he knew your schedule just because from dating you but like sorry I meant to ask this and then I got sidetracked how did he like know your accounts and like to get in like when he was messaging people and blocking your yes
1: so uh, some of that I don't know (laughs) I think he like found passwords or something somehow but there was one time that I know he had come over because we were trying to have a talk this was before I think I blocked him and so we were trying to just have a discussion of how we're going to move forward because he would try to like, let me just see you. Let's talk, you know, so we'd have these little talks. And then, of course, it turned into, oh, you've had such a stressful week. Let me give you a massage. So then he like gave me a massage. And I remember him putting like something over my face to be like, oh, it's going to be like a hot towel type of thing. And then like would go to the bathroom. And like then all of a sudden people were blocked at my phone. So I think he like went into my phone while he was at my house type of thing wow <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. so like <laughs> just fucked up shit like, that I'm like who thought this through about this? though that's like really calculated oh that's really calculated yes like the amount of calculation no. I'm like no wonder you're in finance dude like you know numbers like let me give you a hot towel massage over your face like meanwhile
0: he's like looking at your password, yeah. like on your phone to log in later on his like, yeah and
1: like fuck? I would get things you know how you like get notifications it's like someone's logged into your iCloud or like iPhone like I would get that yeah sometimes and i would like send it to my friends of like anybody like in my shit you know like and then they all knew what was going on so they're like oh that's him you know and i'm like so i would screenshot all this stuff so i'm keeping receipts and keeping like whole like documents of yeah. it, which think got I not that it really helped in the future when i was going to get a ppo but um which i'll get to that we'll get to that <laughs> okay but, Yeah. so i was like keeping this i had, i still have an evidence file with me and my best friend that we would just like put shit like in this uh shared album on our phones of, like, where he's at and, like, what happened, like, as far as if someone logged into my phone or, like, I would take pictures of these love letters on my car. But to go back to me walking by and then finding him at my house or whatever. So I'd walked by. He was right there. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I, like, walk. I hadn't been to my house yet. I think I, like, I don't remember what I how I found out that it was his car parked in my driveway. But so then I'm walking back to my house and it's his car. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And then he comes and he follows me up onto my porch. I'm with my friends. My friends are so funny. They're like, I'll fucking cut you. Like, leave her. The <laughs> that out. would literally beat me. <laughs> like I have legit like seen
0: my friends' ex-boyfriends like do sketchy shit. Like I have punched dudes <laughs> in the face on behalf of my friends. Like I am and I'm not even like ashamed to say it. Like if you're gonna hurt a woman, harass a woman. Whatever, and it's that woman happens to be one of my good friends, and I happen to be there. I will fuck you yeah. up,
1: point, point. Oh, and now there. I'm, like, so I have no tolerance for, like, fucking bullshit. Like, no. Even when I go on dates and I get, like, one little inkling of, like, you're a narcissist or something, I'm, like, nope, goodbye. Like, Oh, you must be so vigilant oh now so, after this. So, anyways, yeah. his car was there. He ended up coming up on the porch. He, like, wouldn't leave. So, like, that was one of the things that he did, and then it was a lot of the love notes here and there. So the last love note that I got was, like, maybe a week before I found a tracker on my car. So it was, like, I get this love note. I come out to my car. So And I was going to work, like, early because I had to, like, drive to Auburn Hills. And so he must have been out there either the night before or, like, very early in the morning because I was, like, what the hell? It's, like, 7.30 a.m. Why is there a love note on my car? I read it, whatever. I'm, like, this is so annoying. Um. After that, so then – were you dating this guy? The like, like the other
0: guy still? Like, the, not the, not your ex, but like, were you date? Because I knew you had, you had like, were,
1: we're dating someone briefly. Yeah. Like, so that got work. fucked up once. Um, he realized that I was blocking him and stuff. He like couldn't trust the situation, so he. There. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I get it. I guess that sucks, but yeah. like, it it really, yeah, I. To this day, I'm like, fuck you for like ruining that for me because I was like really into that guy. And like, it, that happened yeah. organically too. Like, I was just out, we made eye contact, it was like instant, instantly hit it off. Like, went to the zoo the next day. And then fucking, you know, my ex just was like, nope. <laughs>
0: yeah well and you like like we all have like been through like you know not knowing his background i'm sure like we've all been through stuff where people have done bad things and so like to us so when it's like there's an inkling of cheating or whatever yes. you're like yeah i'm getting the fuck out right either. yeah
1: like, so it. but that sucks yeah so i was not dating him but i was going on dates and so okay. that creeped me out knowing that like he knew that I was going on these dates and where I was and stuff after the fact. So how long was the tracker on your car for until you know, that's a good question. Um, so my thought is when he put that love note on, I'm assuming like that last time that I was just talking about it, I'm assuming that's when he put it on. Um, because then it was probably a week later. So the whole reason or the whole, uh, I don't know how I found out about it, basically. So, that's like the whole, I, I'll start there. <laughs> okay. So basically I go to work or no, I don't go to work. I'm going to my workout in the morning. So I'm like, it was like a 6.30 a.m. class or something. And this was like a week after this love No, I go to the workout class. Well, there was a train by my workout class and the train was like, I don't know, going and it wouldn't stop. So I was like, fuck this. I'm turning around. I'm not going to my workout class. So I left. I went to like a smoothie place that opens at like 7 or 8 a.m. So I was early for it. And because I'm like, I'm going to treat myself if I can't go to my workout, you know, I'm going to go get a smoothie. Like I was really pissed. I was upset. So I park in front of the smoothie place. I'm like waiting outside for like 15 minutes because the place wasn't open yet because it was so early. So then I look over and this is like downtown Royal Oak. So you know how there's like all the meters and like, it was like a back kind of alleyway. So there's like meters here, meters on the other side. Um, I look over to the other side of the meters and there's his car. And I'm like, what the fuck? At like six in the morning, like 7am. And I'm like, So I get out of my car and he's pretending like he doesn't even see me. So I'm like going over to the car. I'm like, hello. I'm like, are you stalking me? And he's like, oh, hi, stalking you. Are you stalking me? Like, cause I'm the one who came up to him. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Like, you know? And so then because I hadn't seen him and he has, he'd been blocked. I was like somewhat excited to see him, you know? Cause there's that like, oh my gosh, like I ran into him, but also I was like, why are you here? But so then he like you know weasled his way in a little bit like went and bought me a smoothie like we talked but I remember being very anxious of like why are you here and then so
0: yeah like he didn't explain like that like it's not like it was like a Saturday afternoon and real no, up. like no sure I could like you it know like we, was- we could come up with yeah. reasons like no like. Again, Royal Oak's a very social downtown. Like not a lot is going on at 7 a.m. <laughs> after that, like atomic coffee, maybe. I don't know. But like, yeah. you know, like like the fuck. Yeah. And even if you were doing that, I don't know. Again, I but but the brain does things. So like you don't I mean, uh, I am a very trusting oh, person. And so like I think my brain would make up a story. As to like why he was oh, there, yeah. i like, "Oh, he's just getting a coffee. It's fine." Like I would totally make something up that it was like by happenstance we ran into each yeah. other because to ha- to to go to like oh, there's a tracker on my car and he followed me here. Like that just seems crazy. Right. Like that, you know, like that's outlandish. I like, no I was
1: like, our worlds were so in sync that like we did a lot of the same things. So like. You know, I loved it was Cacao Tree Cafe is the place that like we would always go to. So I'm like, maybe he just happened to go there. Like, you know, like we're always our lifestyles, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the whole like fucked up about that, too, is I was like nervous. But then as I'm like, he's walking me out, he like forcefully like is making out with me. And I'm like, I blocked you. Why are you like all over me? <laughs> meanwhile there's like a yeah. barbershop right there and there's like an old man like watching this all go down I'm like I should have like gone and gotten like a witness statement of like did you see what just happened yeah. like he forced me to make out with him then he's like please one more time can we please hook up blah 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 like just one more time blah, blah, blah. and I'm like what? like my dumb ass hooked up with him in the car because I'm like okay you did it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're like no I didn't no, you you hooked up with him yeah yeah which like wow again like I the like he had such a fucking like he had me listen,
0: I'm not judging you. I've done some no. like
1: pretty like <laughs> fucking toxic enough shit enough.
0: before. <laughs> yeah, I've done some toxic shit before. Like I, you know, I mean I could go on for I have a lot of examples, but <laughs> my boyfriend listens to this show. So
1: but I anyway, also- um <laughs> I mean, I also- <laughs> so you hooked up with him yeah. in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, and I just remember after being like, what the fuck, Carolyn? Like you are so fucked in the head right now over this guy. Like to the point where I went to work and unblocked him on like Facebook or something because I just wanted to talk to him again, you know? But then I was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to say it was good seeing you. Like, okay, now I'm going to block you. And as I'm you doing- Do you feel like you willingly did it? That I unblocked or him? Or like, no,
0: no, no, no. had sex with oh. him. Like, did you feel like you willingly did it no. or did you feel like- like you like because you said I was like anxious and I was scared like did you also feel like coerced
1: like into getting in the car oh yeah it was like he was pushing me up against the car and then like making out with me and then like begging me it wasn't like you were like I'm into this you were just going along. yeah it was it it was like a mix I would say to be like fully transparent of like I definitely felt coerced but it was also like I've missed him so much and our sex life was so good that it was like that's what always drew me in is like the sex was so chaotic and like that was fun, sure, even though honest. it was wrong, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So it was like my whole mind was like in shambles of like what's going on.
0: But it, definitely- you were being, you were, you were coerced, but also like you were comfortable being coerced by yes, him. Yes, it was like, like you used know to what I mean. mean.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, but it definitely, okay. I All was right. not like, let's make out. It was, I was get, trying to get in my car and he like forcefully made out with me. And so you weren't, you didn't initiate anything. No. But you didn't. no. Okay. I was like, you could buy me my smoothie, okay. but then I got to go to work.
0: Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> oh my yes. god okay I, and you're like meanwhile then you're like an hour late to work you're like you know things happen Yeah. so then
1: know. on my way to work I'm snapchatting my two two of my best friends and I'm like dude I just ran into my ex um like how is he always where I am like this is fucked up and then being yeah. the people knowing him and stuff are like he's probably stalking you like does he have like your look or do you have your location on I was like no I turned all that shit off a while ago like so I'm like it's nothing on my phone like All this stuff, I'm like, I don't know how he could be tracking me because my mind did not go to a car tracker. You know, like I, who would? I mean, really, like who? Like especially when you've lived a pretty like normal, yeah. Like I had never dealt with any of this before. So I go to work and I, uh, I just love my coworkers so much. Like props to them because I'm talking to one of my coworkers at the time who's like a dad. Like so he's like in his 40s or whatever, and he's over here being like Carolyn, like. You need to get rid of this guy. You ran into him. What's going on? Like he was kind of like just worried about me, but also like, you keep doing this to yourself. And then so I was like, yeah. something's going on. So then I talked to this one girl who's like, Have you checked your car? And I'm like, because I'm telling everyone in the office. You know, I'm like, I ran into my ex. They all knew like the whole like ups and downs. Like I've cried at work so many times. So the one girl's like, have we cope with like this is how we cope with shit. We just
0: tell oh, everyone yeah. about it. Yeah. I have to, like, tell you about it. Somehow I'm going to feel better if I tell everyone Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, the one girl's like, have you checked your car? I'm like, why would I check my car? I don't know. So then I'm like, okay, to my coworker who's the dad. I'm like, will you come help me check my car? You know, because, like, I'm not going out there by myself. I'm like, weirded out. I'm like, what? A car? Okay, whatever. So – he comes out with me. I'm like looking underneath my car and I'm like not feeling anything, whatever. And all of a sudden he's not saying anything. I was like, hello, like what's going on over there? Cause like I'm on one side and he's on the other side of the wheel and he pulls this thing out and he goes, is this what you're looking for? And I was like, I fucking told you, like, I'm not being crazy. Like something was on my car. Like what the fuck? And so oh, he's like, shake. He's like, this is fucked. Like, he's like, what the fuck? Like, he didn't think that anything was going to happen. You know, he's like, he just thinks that like you know, I don't know. I mean, it's like murder shit. Right. Like,
0: like install a car tracker. Like, I don't know. Like, like the way that technology is today, it, it's pretty easy to like find where people are. If you have your location on, if you have, if your friends on Snapchat yeah. and your maps turned on, like it's relatively easy ways. And I've had that happen to me where like people have found me like they, from my like Snapchat yeah. maps. Yeah. And even that creeps me right. out. Don't just, like, show up to where I am. Mm-hmm. Anyone, whether it's a guy, a girl, I don't give a fuck. Like, it feels very violating. Very. to Very, very violating. And that, like, that is pales in comparison to somebody putting, installing a car tracker on you. <laughs> like, that is, like, your, like, this dude was going to, like, murder that, you. Yeah, eventually.
1: and, like, that's, of course, so, like, my mom is, like, oh, my God, like, he's going to murder you, where I'm, like,
0: I mean I would be like he's trying to kill me like I would literally be like no like th- th- this is not like no like this is beyond like,
1: thankfully, the car
0: tracker is beyond.
1: thankfully I've never been physically like actually like punched or you know like anything like that like I'm very blessed that, that never happened so I never thought that he was gonna come and like murder me but I was like he wants to fuck with my brain for the rest of my life like he wants to know that he has control over me forever and that's what it I felt like physically assault you well that's that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, he raped that's you. That's true. Like, multiple that's, times. That's true. Okay. So, like, he did physically. That's true. I guess just, just I, you know, I hear things you know. of, like, he punched me, he broke in and put a gun on me. He really wasn't going to beat you in or anything, but, like, could have poisoned you. Oh, yeah. You know? wired your car yeah. the well, car bomb I don't know and that's <laughs> so fucked up too is I think too like so I mean I'm getting ahead of myself but when I went for my PPO and then it got denied because I wasn't punched um and I didn't um, wait there's more that he did be- before he went and got a PPO you didn't immediately go and get a PPO no, so I did I did so oh, okay but-, <laughs> <laughs> but there was more so Okay. basically after I got, so the tracker is off. Right. So then I go inside, everyone's freaking out. My HR is over being like, we need to put like an alert out that like, don't let this guy anywhere in this facility. Like, so then I'm trying to find a photo. I'm calling like the police being like, what am I supposed to do? Like, do I bring this to Auburn Hills? Do I bring this to Ferndale? Meanwhile, my address still said Wixom on my, on my driver's license. Cause I had my like parents address, you know, I had to just, As
0: we all do until we're like 30. I literally just changed mine last year. Right. So So I'm
1: like, so (laughs) you're supposed to, which I did not know this because I had never been in touch with the police before like this, um, that you're supposed to go to whatever your address is on your ID. So like I I technically should have gone to the Wixom police because that's where it says I'm living. But because um I live in Ferndale actually and I was so close to the police station and I brought it in and I talked to the guy he was like no we're just gonna do it here just make sure you go get your address switched so I had to do that I did do like a bunch of things that I was like this is fucking annoying like my friends are like you need to change your uh your phone number and I'm like I don't want to do that like he's already taken so much of my life like my phone number I passed I since I was like 14 15 literally I've had my phone number since seventh yeah. grade
0: I would be like so it's sad to change it but number. you know, we value your life more <laughs> than a phone number. But still, it just feels like again, yeah, violating like something's being taken from yeah. you, your your autonomy, your privacy, all your yes. security. It all just
1: that, it instantly know? turned yeah. like real, real fucking fast. We're like You know, the love notes and all these little things of him showing up places were one thing of like, I knew he would try to be everywhere I was like, cause we lived in downtown Ferndale. So it's easy, but like to find that it just instantly turned into like, what's going on. And so as I go to the police station, I'm calling my mom, my mom, God bless her soul meets me at the Ferndale police station from Wixom. And it's like, I'm coming right there. I bring in the tracker. I like file a report as I'm filing the report, talking to this like detective or whoever was on site that was taking my information. I get a text from a random number seeing saying from the bottom of my heart, please don't ruin my life.
0: <laughs> so
1: he literally tracked you yes! to the police. Yes! <laughs> Which is in the police r- report from the like police officer who was like, he and then Is he fucking dumb? I guess. Like, is he literally dumb? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: He like incriminate. I mean he completely incriminated. You know himself. what it
1: is? Is he thinks he's so above the law that he's this white rich male that he can get away with anything? I mean, you which know, which is why I hate fair. white I rich mean, men, but
0: I know fuck that <laughs> Bro, you don't even know I'm not even gonna go into white male Ugh. privilege, um, because I trust me, I have yeah, stories. If you
1: would have guy doing this to me, you bet you he would have been in handcuffs that day. And that is fucked up. Yeah. Like, it's true. Cause you're like a
0: cute white blonde <laughs> girl that, you know, like, yes, yeah, so 100%. 100%. Yeah. So
1: he's, so then he does the text. I'm showing the police officer. As I'm showing the police officer, then I get a phone call coming in from an anonymous number. And so I'm like freaking out. Cause I'm like, and the police officer, he was so badass. He took it. He's like, excuse me, Mr. You know, last name. He's like, um, this is officer, blah, blah, blah. You are now being ordered to leave uh, Mrs. Live Tree alone, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like, do not contact this number. You will be getting hearing from me soon. Click basically. And I was like, thank God. Like I finally felt validated where I was like, yeah. you know, this guy's really got my back. He's not thinking I'm just like making shit up. Cause after yeah. that, it kind of felt like I wasn't being taken seriously or like it just, so in my mind, like I gave this police officer a tracker the next day they'll have handprints the next, next day he'll be arrested. You know, like I didn't realize what the system was like and that it would take two fucking years for him to get put on probation. Like two years. Meanwhile, I find out while I'm at the police station. So another previous red flag is I knew he was already on probation. I was told that he was for for breaking an entering. Oh,
0: wow. Was it an X that he did
1: that? So I didn't know the full extent of what it was because he manipulated the whole story and made me seem like it was something so casual. He had the key to her place. She wouldn't give him his, like, family cooler. It was something, like, super stupid that he wanted to go get. So he, like, made it seem like it was very nonchalant. But I did know this. So as I'm Mm -hmm. talking to the police officer, I was like, I know he's on probation. I don't know if that, like, changes anything. They pull it up. It was for breaking and entering. It was for leaving love notes in the house. He didn't just go collect something. He like, it was all, you know, this whole like scene that like, in my mind now, I'm like, how did I look over this? Obviously, you're breaking into someone's home. That's not just a normal thing. But like, he made it seem so normal. And so then I find out like, what really fucked me over is the day that he did the breaking and entering was the day he was sending me chocolate covered strawberries begging me to go on a date. Because I, like, put two and two together as I went back on my Snapchats and, like, saw that it was the same exact date. Because now I knew dates and stuff because the police officer was telling me what actually happened. And I was just so mm-hmm. sick to my stomach of, like, everything has been a lie. Like – He was doing this to someone yes, else. Yeah. Yeah. And he's probably doing it to someone now. Wow. And, like, I, uh, I like, hope to God, like – I don't want any woman to be in trouble, but I hope he gets in trouble for something and like actually gets sentenced to jail so he can just like be off the streets. I'm like, I would see him on dating apps after the fact. And I was just like, the fact that he's presenting himself as this normal guy who has like, you know, his stuff together and is gonna like, you know, make some other girl feel so nice and then fuck her over. I'm just like, I just want every female in the Oakland County area and beyond to know about this guy and like stay far far away, you know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, well, damn, I want to like know. <laughs> <listen." Well,
1: actually, laughs> <it's not really. laughs>
0: yeah, after the recording, I'll, uh, but
1: anyway, um, but like, so, like, okay, so you put in this yeah, PPO. Okay, so uh, yes, so I put in the PPO. And this was scary because I mean, for people that don't know how it all works, one, you have to go to court to file it or whatever. So I had to take time out of my day to go to the 1200 building and file for this report, not knowing that you cannot pay. So I didn't even know you had to pay to file a PPO. I just thought, you know, you're in harm's way. They should do that for you. Oh, no, it costs like, let's say 60 bucks or something. So people, women or there are some women that, like, wouldn't be able to afford the PPO. And the outlet. fact that, like, as I'm doing it, another woman comes in with, like, a two-year-old child and was like, I just filed for one a couple months ago, and, like, nothing happened with it, and so I'm finally again, and they're like, oh, you have to restate everything that's happened, and she's like, there's been years, and I'm just like, this poor woman, like, and I'm just here, you know, so it's just the system is so flawed. Our system is so sad,
0: and I mean, like, I've said this on other episodes, but, like, I have known personally like two different women that were murdered by their husbands. Like, I just like, I know, I've, I know of a couple actually off the top of my head cases ongoing of girls I know that are like going through this with like P- the PPO yeah. process and like,
1: and it's, you know, just- there
0: are significant others being arrested, like all this shit. Like, there's multiple. Like cases out there that have, have people that maybe like I don't know personally, mm-hmm. but like our acquaintances oh, yeah. are like in my circle. And it, like the fact it's the fact is, it's so common, like this happens all yep. the time. And our system is just not like just doesn't no. really do a lot about right. it, right? It seems, unless it's egregious, like unless he did actually try to exactly,
1: kill you. but it's like then it's too late almost for like. It- took, like, yeah. weeks to even, like, get the PPO filed, to have the hearing, to then get it denied. And it's, like, in that time frame, I could have been killed, you know? And, like...
0: So it was denied because you weren't physically Yeah, battered. so mm-hmm. it was there basically...
1: I- isn't there, like, legal surveillance or something? There... So because I didn't have the tracker on me and the, it was in the custody of the police and there weren't handprints back yet, that was, like, nulled. Like, it was, like, okay, that's not a thing. So, like... The judge literally said, this is a female judge, said to me, how do you know I didn't put the tracker on your car? Meanwhile, okay, let me just set this. You,
0: I have a fucking text message that fucking says what he did. And he fucking saw the timestamp of when I was at
1: the fucking police station. Are you fucking kidding me? I yeah. hate it. And I had like 10 I'm people angry. with me in court. You know, when you go to court, like everyone is there. Like everyone can hear what's going on. Like, so I had like my 10 best friends, my brother, my mom, like. And then he's their puny little loser, like with nobody but his fucking lawyer, who tried to get the court date changed, by the way, because it didn't work in his schedule, my ex's schedule, called me like a week before I was like, um, this doesn't work. Can we change it? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm trying to get a PPO against him. No, we can't change it. We're like, out. no,
0: I'm fucking am scared for my goddamn life. Like, no, bitch, make it work. Cancel your fucking plans. You're a yeah. dumb fuck.
1: I I you know I'm no, sorry to in the accent, I'm, I'm, I'm like, fucking <laughs> 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 because I'm just like, it was such a traumatic event, that PPO hearing of like, yeah. I was sobbing. All, my whole family and friends were sobbing. And he's just sitting there smug yeah. in a rug, like, mm-hmm, I'm getting away with it. And so, yeah, the judge denied it because the I, the love letters were just love letters. They didn't threaten me. And then because I had all the love letters that were like placed on my car, I had pictures. I had like all the stuff and nothing was like valid in her mind. And because I wasn't physically harmed and was not in physically harm's physical harm's way, Then it didn't matter. So it got denied. Meanwhile, he leaves the hearing. And now we, like, go to Imperial because my best friends were like, well, fuck this. We're getting drunk and, like, going to be supporting you. And we're just going to, like, go try to live our lives and, like, you know, be in this moment together. He is next door at Como's posting winners win, losers cry on his Instagram. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like... So and the likelihood that he knew you Oh, were, he uh, for sure knew because I literally well, – So you guys like again if you're not familiar with Ferndale. Carolyn oh, yeah, and Comos are literally
1: <laughs> right next door to yes. each other, very yes. close to where Carolyn yes. lived. Like He probably knew free, I'd so. either be one of those two places because that's where we always went, you know. And so, and the reason that I knew that he was posting this stuff is because I had friends that hadn't blocked him and were seeing this thing. And my best friend, winners win, losers yep. cry. And my best friend who lives in lived in Chicago at the time saw it and commented, commented uh, something like, "Losers, yeah, losers stalk your ex girlfriend or something like that." And he deleted it. Pretty fucking much, losers fucking put a car tracker on girls' cars. You yes. psycho. So like, then that's when, like, when the PPO got denied, things kept happening because now he was free to be, you know? So, like, I – so he did that. Then, like, a couple months later, he, like, texted me. You screenshotted this, right, oh, yeah. though? Because I would have been, like, man, we're oh, keeping I screenshotted receipt. everything. So we'll and then, like, I would follow up with the detective, like, every other day. Like, I had his phone number. I still have his number. And I'm, like – I mean, I don't text him anymore. But, like, I used to be, like, any updates, any updates. And so this was all – this all took place July 2019. And then so, like, that'll kind of come to of how this all ended. But um, so then in a couple months, like September, I get a text from a random number. So, again, no PPO. I'm traumatized. I won't go into Targets. I, like, will not go to Trader Joe's. I'm crying every day. Like, I am just fearful. I didn't want to sit out on my porch. Like, I didn't want to go anywhere in Ferndale. Like, this guy fucked me up. Like, fucked my brain. You know, like, I was so... Oh. I had to get like uh, video cameras for my house and like, because he would post that he was like at Embrew, which was right next door to where I live, being like favorite place, you know, like posting this shit on his stories that like, again, I couldn't see him, but my friends would show me and I'm just like, what the fuck? So in September, I get a random text from a random number on a Friday, Fridays, I always knew he went out with his coworkers. This is the other thing is that like, I basically found out all this stuff on my own. Like, so he texts me random number. Um, I texted the random number to my friend's sister who's a real estate agent to see if she can look up the number because no one's Mm going to find this number for me. Find out it's a guy that works with him. So I'm like, oh, they're easily out right now. He basically texted me, hey, sweetie, or like, hey, cutie, want to have fun tonight? In my mind, I'm like, did I give my number out to somebody tonight? Like, I was like, I don't think I gave my number out. I haven't done that in a while. So I'm like, who is this? Then I get uh, another text of like a half nude of myself being like, Oh yeah, then it said, let's have fun tonight underneath the picture of myself in my bed, half nude, that he had taken when I was, like, hungover months, months, months prior. <laughs> so. Okay. Fucking. Okay. Yeah. So okay. then. I was- like, now at this point, I'd be like, now I want to yeah, commit. Yeah. No, I literally, I, like, <laughs> I was so fuming. I walked into Embrew thinking he was going to be there. Like, I looked like I was going to go murder somebody. Is that the bar that's like a yeah, house? Like you, it's that's no not longer there anymore, there anymore but that was like my neighbor. Yeah. So Okay.
0: I I know exactly where you used yeah, to live then. Yeah, Yeah, I'm was like cool now part. telling everyone, yeah. I
1: don't live there anymore, people, so. Yeah, it's no yeah. longer that. No longer My there. friends. You don't need to be showing up to Carolyn's house. Yeah, Jesus please don't Lord. talk to me. I've um, already
0: been through Yeah, but Ferndale, again, is this like quaint little town. There was this bar that like was refurbed from an old house, but they kind of left it looking like a house. So it was in the residential
1: area. Yeah, in my porch, you could it was like a big house party, exactly. so to speak. Yeah. So I am fuming. Yeah. I go over there. Um, I instantly like text my detective. So that that led to the police going to his job on Monday, interviewing the coworker who sent me the text message. Can you imagine being at work and like police show up and you're like being yeah. interviewed and then they copy this Oh his phone. god. Well, cause obviously like did he like
0: he was complacent or like he saw what was on it well I mean I don't know maybe he deleted did he delete no. it like before no, the cops I don't got think there? so
1: because so the cops went compensated his phone I go to the police station because the detectives like come to the police station so you can look through the phone and delete anything that you want basically as I'm going there they're like come with us they brought me back to like a holding area and I was like what's going on and they're like I'm so sorry that I had to bring you in here but he was just here trying to get his phone back so now I'm the one in the fucking holding cell, like freaking out, like why am I back here, like in this police station, like while he's out there trying yeah. to get his phone that he almost ran into me that I still haven't seen him in months and I still don't have a PPO. And maybe he saw your car. Oh you yeah, the same car. Yeah. So like
0: he probably saw. So your
1: then I got to delete everything. So that was like some sort of like satisfaction of like, haha, like the with all the stuff on there though, like he kept oh, everything, he had, like naked pictures of me, like yeah, yeah. So, okay. So he was prepared to, he was obviously oh, like, he like wanted useless. to fuck with me, you know, like, yeah. So I deleted everything, whatever. Um, of course he was on like every dating app known to man, which I saw, which was really disgusting and disturbing that like, he's probably going on dates every other day of his life just to like, try to get somebody new, you know? Um, so that yeah. happened. And then like a week later, um, we used to go to Mac on every year, this whole friend group. And we always went the same weekend and we had gone a weekend later than usual but he was there that same weekend that we'd always gone so I see he's in Mackinac trying to see you know like trying to be there when we're there basically but again you can't prove that shit like I can't prove that he's there when I'm usually there because they're like what like he's in Mackinac he's allowed to go to Mackinac you know you can go to Embry you can be out in public like he knew what he was doing yeah so
0: yeah. anyways, he was, I mean, he was flying under the radar, but like you knew it was all all right. Adapted. So
1: fast forward to right. now it's March 2019. And I had just gotten a or 2020. Sorry. March 2020. Okay. And- I was like, wait, yeah, that was sorry. July. Okay. So July 2019 20- okay. to March 2020. So March 2020 okay. And I, I have a Snapchat of me living my best life. It was um, me like Right before the shutdown. Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> okay. it was me, like, on a date, my third date with this new guy. I was so excited. Um, The detective had just told me that, like, things were in the works, that he was going to get arrested. Blah, 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 blah. Next day, COVID. Like, oh. and then it turned into a whole fucking year-long process of following up again because now COVID hit. And, oh, everything's stopped. So it, it yeah. was just, like, constantly I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, But anyway, so then it took, like, a whole nother, like, I would say nine months for us to finally get a Zoom hearing of, like, getting him sentenced to probation. And, you know, the first time we had our Zoom meeting, I assumed that was it. Like, we'd have the Zoom meeting, he'd get up, put on probation. Well, no, it was, like, five more Zoom meetings. So, like, every Zoom meeting I was, like, re-traumatized and had to see him. And then Mm -hmm. I finally got to do a victim statement that was, like, satisfying. But then... The fucking thing I was waiting for the whole time was the final probation. Like, this is you're on probation for this, that, the other. And I, I did my victim yeah. statement. I never heard anything back. I was like waiting for the next Zoom thing because they would always tell me when it was going to be. And I reached out to like my prosecutor and I was like, hey, did anything ever happen? Oh, yeah. He got sentenced a month ago. This is his thing. I was like, it was so anticlimactic. I was like, I wanted to see him yeah. get put on the two years probation. Like all the stuff. Like I was like, what? So then I was just devastated again. And then did EMDR. (laughs)
0: And like (laughs) so the end. So he left you alone once he was sentenced to probation. He was like, okay, I guess I've been (sighs) caught Yeah. like, but I mean, I'm glad. But like, you know, Like you said, who's
1: to say that, you know, he's not still doing to other women. Yeah. Like I personally feel safe, you know, like I don't feel like he's threatening or harassing or anything anymore, but it's still those little things of like, you know, Trader Joe's. I do not make eye contact with anyone because he would tell me like back in the day of like, yeah, I go there as much as possible, hoping to run into you like and he could easily not live in this area anymore. Like I don't even know where he's at or what he's doing. But like the fact that that's still like, as a, like, I f- am fearful of seeing him out. Like, you know, I've gone to like yeah. comedy shows and concerts and like, I-, I just worry. Like I always am like, or if I see someone, I was just, this just happened a couple months ago. I was at REI and like, I saw someone who I thought was him and I had like a panic attack and I had to leave because I was like, Oh my God, I like thought it was him. And so then I like left and had to like recollect myself. And So, like, even though I feel very healed from everything and, like, therapy has helped and EMDR has helped, like, there's still little moments that, like, trigger you and it sucks.
0: (laughs) And that's, like, the thing. I just saw this image on Instagram where it's, like – and it was more talking about grief, but it kind of applies here with trauma, too, of, like, our trauma or our grief, like, doesn't get smaller. We just grow around it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it's like so. Yeah, it's gonna. You're gonna be triggered sometimes. You're gonna feel the pain of what yeah. you went through sometimes, as I do, as you know, many of us that have been through trauma or grief, yeah, have and can attest to. But you've grown around it, and you know, therapy's been a game changer for you. You know, EMDR is an amazing intervention mm-hmm. that's been a game changer for you. What what is it like being a mental health professional and like navigating uh, this? Cuz it's like that's something that I yeah, talk about. It about a lot
1: it too. has its challenges. Um I do my supervisor now is very aware of like my situation and just like, you know, my past. I guess it's not even my situation anymore, it's my past, but um so to the point where if I have a triggering intake cuz I do intakes where I like do hour-long assessments getting people into services, if I do one and someone's telling me about them being stalked or things like that that are, like, resurfacing my own emotions, I get time to, like, decompress. Because I do find myself, like, I just get in that moment again. You know, I get, like, all those emotions of, like, yeah. and I get heated with them. You know, I've had women who have told me, yeah, my PPO isn't, like, nothing's happening with that or, like, it got denied or this, that, the other. And, you know, you have to stay, like, you can't tell everyone your own, ish like, problems. And so... Yeah, I gotta say, neutral. yeah, I gotta so say it's like I so badly you know. want to be like, Can I just tell you what happened to me? Like, and you can't, um, for the most yeah. part, you know, it's fine, but like there are days when, depending on the story of what I'm hearing, that it really is hard and it like affects my whole day because I'm like, Now I'm in my own like emotions of it all, and like it brings me back, and yeah, yeah. So it's been
0: two years.
1: So it's been two years, years since he got or- sentenced. So he's probably off probation now, actually. And then, um, four years since what was that? July twenty nineteen. Is that four years? When? When? The, yeah, f- uh, almost four. Is wild. Oh, but I feel crazy. like COVID wasn't real. So part of me feels like it was like two years.
0: <laughs> I know COVID like totally fucked with our brains like time wise like yeah, that and that
1: was just doing. so hard too because I was living with roommates with couples and then I was going through this whole thing and like it wasn't it just felt like life was shut down and so like nothing was progressing where I couldn't progress you know but yeah so where are you now like obviously like you're very
0: healed and you know I've done a lot of work on coming to terms with what happened to you and how to manage those triggers and Mm -hmm. being open and sharing the story is amazing and I like seriously I commend you for your strength and your bravery like you know, so many women this happens to and we don't know about oh, it. Oh, yeah.
1: It. I would say um, like I am so like I felt like I was in tune with myself before. I am like so in tune with myself. Like I started doing solo trips. Mm-hmm. I, do, I go to solo concerts, solo movies. Like I do so many things by myself and it's so empowering where it's like I love yeah. it. Like I just went to a musical by myself and like made friends with like this elderly couple who became my BFFs. And like it's just like, I just feel like I'm I'm still single. I mean, I would love to find love, but, like, I finally just feel like I can just be an independent woman. I don't need to worry about anybody else or anybody making me feel any type of way. Like, I'm very protective of my peace, like, to the point where, like, since that all happened, I really haven't dated anyone longer than, like, a month or two, maybe three months, because I'm, like, after, like, that mark where I'm, like, this isn't it or I'm, make, I'm feeling a type of way, I'm, like, bye. Like, I don't have that, like... I can't handle any bullshit anymore, you know? Well, that's growth for you
0: given, like, you were going back to him so many times and there was a codependent relationship. But it's funny, like, sometimes when we go through something like a traumatic, toxic relationship, we, like, ricochet where it's, like, you, like, then you, like, don't see things long enough. Yeah. Like, then you, like, write people off before you need to and you have to, like, kind of come back into, like, there's a happy medium between, like, totally being isolated and,
1: not being codependent but when you're like a co like and that's do you identify with being codependent? So no that's why like i truly just okay. think he like got me under a spell and i became addicted to him <laughs> yeah yeah so like like but it was like oh, a codependent was,
0: relationship yeah. as far as like you know you were all of like you were putting your all of your yeah. eggs in his oh basket yeah basket and like he was manipulating yeah 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 it was and,
1: like, definitely up
0: you know, and so it like once you go through, and I can attest to this like, once you go through a relationship like that, like there is this pe- adjustment period. It looks mm-hmm. different for everybody, but I hear so many women talk about, like, I just, and you, first of all, it's so, I like will speak to the like forever to the end of time about the um, positive outcomes of like spending time oh, on your own. Great after you were like really reliant on a relationship and like getting really comfortable doing things on your own and like loving your life as is and just like living your best mm-hmm. life as you've said and that's so critical important like before you find love I feel like to really get in mm-hmm. tune with that but there is this like sense of like and my dating coach I, had, I hired oh, a guy can I have that like, um she is a she is amazing and but and she her she specializes in working with women that are like recovering from narcissistic abuse okay Text me later. like well yeah i'll send you her stuff um but you know she, like we t- she talks about this a lot with her clients and, and with me of like well not necessarily me but like other i witnessed other people in our group dynamic that would like be so cozy being by themselves. And we're like, I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. need anyone. Like I, the idea of love is cool, but like logistically, no, like I don't want to, you know, allow, open myself up to get hurt again. I don't want to open myself up, you know, for multiple Mm -hmm. reasons. And there is, there is also such healing. And that's like what I'm just learning now of like coming into a healthy relationship. There's also so much more healing that I'm doing writing the narrative of being in a healthy relationship too that you can't oh, do alone and but it's like it is still like there are still moments where I'm like but I, I have, have to maintain like, yep. me and like my autonomy and my independence yeah. right and like we hold on to that so tightly and that's because we found so much mm-hmm. healing out of that and it was like it's such a win to feel yeah. empowered to be by yourself because there was such a long time that you were like reliant on that yep. high like you said yeah. you were addicted to him and when you're not reliant on it anymore it's like Woo, I'm clean, yeah. I'm drugs. Right. <laughs> <It's> over, baby. <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's not like what we, we're creatures that, you know, we need companionship.
1: So it's like, how do we like hold these two things at the same time? It's so yeah. fucking hard. I don't know. No, I mean, and and I, you know, that's so d- great that you've like found a healthy relationship. I've like, I've definitely put myself out there in the past couple of years, I would say like maybe past, one, two years of like really going on dates and trying and trying, but I haven't found someone that I actually like. And so like to find someone that I actually am, I don't, I don't know. Like I've also found that like the person that I will think that I like or whatever, but I'm like, you don't know me. I don't know if you felt that it's like, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know my struggle. Like, so it's like that I found to be difficult because I'm just like, especially when it comes to intimacy, like people think, okay, we can just like hook up on the first date. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I am not an object anymore. You know what I mean? And so then I found myself like crying for the longest time when I'd get intimate with people, like, even if it wasn't the first date, because I was so just like, I don't know if I was triggered or what it was of like, I I, like get worried. I'm like, you're get out of me. Like, you don't know me, you know? So,
0: yeah. I mean, there's probably still like processing left to do about like the idea of being raped like for you, like, because even you're like, I guess he did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's probably some processing there to do with that but also like i i think i think my situation with like in the healthy relationship i'm in now is unique because and i think partly the reason that i felt comfortable to get serious was I just was like an open book right away like I just was like okay so like normally you know you're supposed to like not talk about this but I'm just yeah. gonna tell you everything and lay it out there take it or leave it and most guys are like <laughs> see you later and this and my boyfriend was like you're yeah. cool for that and so you know but it ended up working out but or is working out <laughs> yeah. you know you never know but like it's relatively yeah. new but like the, my point is is you know I think when you when you do meet the right person, like it all just kind of like flows together. As like, I know it sounds so dumb. People used to say that to me, I'm like, <laughs> whatever, dude. But, um, but like, I think there's this happy medium of being super happy where you are right now, just mm-hmm. Carolyn, and then like, but being open to receiving yeah. whatever comes in, like. And, like, it's simple as that. Like, you don't – like, I think a lot of people put way too much pressure on themselves to either not find love or find love or, like, evaluate, like, is this the right person, da-da-da-da, like, all these variables. And it gets very complicated and emotional and draining. And then we, like, resist dating or we resist finding someone or pursuing a relationship if that's what we want, even even if that's what we want. And – I think for you, like you're getting to you're like I can see though, like as you're telling this story, like you're getting to this place of like, okay, like I am finally
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm ready like, to receive the love. I'm like, okay, where's it at? Like anybody, come on, I'm single, like <laughs> it's like, my I'm turn. Single, I'm available, I've yeah. done the work, I'm hot I'm not as well. You go. know, it's like it's from. See, you mean like
0: Claire, the heartbreak coach yeah. in your life. Um, You guys, if you're like fine, if you're relating to what Caroline and I are talking about, like Claire has a podcast called uh, Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. And that is like how I, in, like, and I just like went to her Instagram. She's literally Claire, the heartbreak coach. I've had her on the show before. Um, And like just going through her Instagram, listening to her podcast was like, you know, that was enough for me to be like, okay, I'm going to work with you. But You know, she, for those that like don't have the, you know, the income to do that, like just going and listening to her show or just listening to people that have navigated through really toxic relationships, traumatic relationships, and the actual steps that they took to process their experience, to get really comfortable having like strong self love for themselves and like overcoming this trauma. And then, going out into the world and, like, dating and finding, you know, that that relationship, like, that was the game changer for me and for a lot of people. But, like, you've done the work of, you know, being with yourself first and, like, really healing from your experience. So I commend you for that. I think a lot of women just fall into the next toxic yeah. thing. And you're really, really yeah. doing the work. And that's so – I hope – at that – you take away one thing from this episode today it is that is to like take time to he- take a lot of time to heal that was a really traumatic relationship <laughs> yeah that you went through and like you've taken the adequate amount of time to get to a place where I think you'll find someone <laughs> lovely you know like you know, we both met but like you like couldn't convince mm-hmm. me otherwise you know it's all it just comes For down sure. to timing and you know whatever but that is like I I see so many girls get caught into the trap of just Mm -hmm. not doing the work and being afraid of that pain right like triggers and like talking about your pain and being Mm re-traumatized it's fucking hard and it's
1: scary if you don't do it very much yeah oh no for sure and I feel like something that when I first was going through everything you know you're so in it and everyone's like you know it'll probably take the amount of time that you've been in the relationship to heal from this and I was like I don't got two more years like what the hell meanwhile now it's four years later and like I mean, my friends could attest to this. Like sometimes I'm like, am I like doing better? And they're like, dude, you're like amazing. Like you're like living your best life and you're thriving. Yeah. And like, yeah, I might have these little moments, but it's not all consuming where I'm like crying every day. And so just like giving yourself that time to actually heal and cry it out. And like, you know, if it's going to take a year or two years, three years, like it's okay. Like, you know, give yourself that time because it might take that long. And like, I'm still a work in progress, you know, like. We all are. yeah we all are even when you find your you know
0: as like my coach called it my ideal relationship even though I feel like I'm in an ideal relationship like I'm still mm-hmm. a work in progress yeah. I still get triggered I'm still trying to figure out you know so, like new ways of processing mm-hmm. the past and like how I you know how it impacts me today like it's never like we're, yeah. we're all works in progress we're all it's human all we've all
1: gone through it that's one yeah. thing I've learned throughout like my being in the field that we're in and then also just like you know, life, but everyone goes through something or has been going through something or is going through something. Like everyone has their own type of shit. And so everyone has yes. a story. Everyone has a story. And for
0: Carolyn and I, <laughs> sharing our story is very healing. And I believe in sharing our stories, whether you share it with your identity known, whether you mm-hmm. share it anonymously, but finding ways to process your trauma, your grief, or your story. Um is so healing. There is so much, there's so much research supporting it. Um, there's so if you're more of a sciencey person, but also if you're more Mm -hmm. of a woohoo person, it's just kind of like a magical, um, healing Mm -hmm. bonding experience. And, you know, either way, all of you listening to this should find a way to share your story. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. on this show, you know, maybe it's on the blog, maybe it's on your own platform. I Mm -hmm. don't care how you do it, but share your story and, you know, find inspiration from those that are and that they're, we're all going through it. So yeah. thank you, Carolyn. This was like amazing. And, um, very, there was some twists and turns I wasn't expecting, but holy yeah, shit. So like, I'm, I'm like, glad that you're, I'm seriously glad that you're alive, that, you know, you like, didn't let this go and you held, this man accountable for his bad behavior you know if i can even call it bad behavior it's like feels like more serious than that but um and i hope that more women continue to hold men accountable yeah. for this and vice versa you know i know there's like for, a lot sure. Of women for sure too you know i just hold each other accountable yeah. um for you know respecting boundaries and you know, being in healthy dynamics. Well,
1: thank you. I I so appreciate this. This is another like healing moment for me. You know, I feel like I just like got to heal a little bit more. Love that. Love that. That's what the show is all
0: about. So everybody, um, this has been such a cool week, a cool episode. Next week, we'll have a BU series episode. I believe I'm having my own doctor on the show next week to talk about like our body parts and women's stuff. So it's going to be another fun one. She uh, has some really interesting stories as far as the patients that she sees because she She works with a very complex patient demographic. So anyway, everybody, tune in next week. This has been another fun week of Bitch, You Need to Hear This.